All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. It's 8.37. He's on the couch with his coffee. Nico, how are you? I am great, Michelle. How are you doing? I always do even better when I hear your voice. So there we go. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nico, do you realize that this is week 51 of the two-week, 52-week challenge? That's crazy. It's actually flown quite, flown by quite quickly suddenly, if I think about it. It's flown by furiously fast. So, you have a question... I have a challenge, and uh, I suppose we should just get cracking. Yes. So, okay. So, well, Dorsh is going to take your time because I, you, you don't believe in my timing. So. No, I don't know how you start timing. I think you just like wait a few seconds and then you decide, mm, okay, I'll press the button now. Okay. So it's uh, week 51 of the 52-week challenge, and we are going. So... Lucky Alan Roger Roger Polly Temba Hans Jekri Ian Swish Lucky Ranjay Raditi Rod Gulani Temba Gail Ray Anthony Anthony Nick Temba Kalmahungu Ildred Uva Lyndon Sans Bin Charlie Ranjay Casper Gerald Aubrey Alan Jekri Peter Bongani Imran Ken Shane Tumela Judy Jekri Hans Pimak Peter Peter and Derbs Lyndon Sans Bin Charlie Hans Brandon Peter Award. Very good. It sounds, I like the way your, your voice is going higher. What was Ndosh's time? Ndosh, what was your time? She says. <laughs> No ways. And Dosh says that I did it in 12 seconds. Wow. wow. Were, you, were, you, were you measuring that? No, I thought it's not worth the effort. <laughs> <laughs> 12 seconds. Anyway. I that's did it impressive. in... That's the fastest I've done it in weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Well and I done. even stumbled at one point. So You're very good. Week, very, very good. Week 46, I did it for 13.5 seconds. So I think that's Freaking phenomenal. So do I. So do I. It's okay. good. All right. So the okay. question is, can you do better with the question? Okay. So uh, who's on the line? Peter's on the line. Peter from Pete. Randberg. Hello, Peter. Oh, how are you? We're brilliant. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks. Good. Okay. P- Peter, can you hear me clearly? Uh, the line is uh, rather faint because my signal isn't that good. But let's give it a go. Okay. So... Um, my question is this, um, which car does not fit and why? So which one of these cars does not fit and why? The Volkswagen Tiguan, the Nissan Murano, the Kia Sorento, the Hyundai Tucson, or the Subaru Outback? Which car does not fit and why? The Volkswagen Tiguan, Nissan Murano, Kia Sorento, Hyundai Tucson, or Subaru Outback? Oi, oi, oi. I'm left to give this one a pass. <laughs> it's a hospital pass, Peter. You, that's, yeah. I'd look, that's, I don't think I would have got that either. So, nevertheless, your name is on the award. You are there as a week 50, and uh, we want to say well done to you. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it's a well pleasure. Done, Peter. Keep well. Okay, Nico, you have to give us those names again. So, which car does not fit and why? Mm-hmm. Which car doesn't fit and why? The Volkswagen Tiguan, the Nissan Murano, the Kia Sorento, the Hyundai Tucson, or the Subaru Outback. Okay. So, I am going to say to you, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it looks like our WhatsApp is not working. So, I'm going to ask our listeners to SMS us on the SMS line, 41391, 41391. 
You can uh, give it a shot with the WhatsApp, but we're not quite sure the, the reason it's not. Doesn't seem. Ah, no, it does seem to be working again. Okay, so there you go. That question is out there. You can WhatsApp us on 0614104107, and you can SMS us on 41391. I am absolutely clueless on that particular answer. So I don't know on that one for sure. So, Nico, you've, yes. been, you've been driving around uh, in the bush. Or do, yes. You've been doing something pretty crazy by the looks of things. Exactly. And, and the best place to do something crazy if you want to off-road is actually Jiratek. Yeah. Um, so, Jiratek is actually it's an interesting place to go to. It was established in the, the late, or it was a lot of the tracks I've been driving around was built in the late 1970s. Yeah. So it, was, it was really originally designed to test military vehicles. Um, in my mind, the best place to do 4x4 training and also the driver training as well, but uh, in this case, we're talking about 4x4 training because it has got so many places to start off, you know, like gradients that start going steeper and steeper, uh, sand directly from the Kalari, and then there's some tracks that just um, get more difficult and difficult, and you really test the car's metal at Juratech. And I thought, you know, having um, to drive this new car, the best way is to take it off-roading. And, of course, I'm talking about the new Land Rover Defender. Uh, which is actually really quite controversial because um, uh, a lot of, and I spoke to quite a few people, I have two friends that did Camel Trophy, so they're big Land Rover friend, uh, fans. I've got another friend that has also um, drove quite a few Defenders. So I had a lot of opinion about what people think about this car. People would also stop and talk to me about this, which is interesting. Yeah. Because, because the old Defender, of course, was um, legendary in off-road circles. People loved it. Um, it has a huge fan base. And now Land Rover have, have gone and really revamped the new Defender. Uh, and a lot of, I think the old Defender guys were not maybe that happy because they feel there's too many electronics now. It's too nice now. It's it's way more. Um, it's I don't know if they, if, I think maybe they believe it's too modern and, and they prefer the old system that just had a center differential lock and a lot of mechanics working for it. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, and, you know, even if you watch some reviews, people say, well, they should have called it the new, um, they should have called it the Discovery. But I think if you if you want to revamp a new car and you've got to take a car like a Defender that's so legendary and you want to change it, um, you've got to go full out. And yeah. I think that's what that's what Landover did. So let's start with the look. What do you think of the look on the outside, Michelle? Uh, it looks okay. Oh, no, really? <laughs> that's interesting because I, I actually, one of the things that drew me to the car was the look on the outside. Yeah. I, re- I really like the way the car is styled. Um, most people like when I spoke to them, like the look. So yeah. personally, I really like the way the car looks in the front because it has some of that heritage uh, at the back. Uh, and so for me, a really good looking car, even on the inside. Well, I'm just uh, looking at photos. And in the photos, mm-hmm. I think that look, it almost looks like a Toyota, uh, what do you call it? Uh, really? Yeah, so, but you see, oh, I'm looking at photos, so I, can't, I haven't okay. seen it in the flesh. Or in so the definitely in the flesh. I mean, you can see the starting, even at the, for instance, small things at the top in the roof, the old Defender had these at the back, like like almost like little lights, not lights, um, uh, glass panels you could see through. So it has yes. a lot of, even those things, so it has a lot of design cues that, that hint back to the old Defender. Yeah. Um, on the inside, um, of course, it, 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 they had to make it brand new. But again, there's small things like grab handles. There's a lot of packing spaces all over the inside. Yeah. But it's modernized. So it has a digital uh, display. So the rev counter speedometer is digital. It has a touchscreen display on the center. Um, 
where you can now pair your phone um, and, of course, your navigation is a touch screen. Um, and you even go with the, uh, the off-roading system, the terrain response is done from the inside. So um, I, it's, it's, it's practical, again, like I think a new Defender should, with a lot of rubber mats all over. So if you have dirty boots, you can rinse the inside, you can rinse the boot. So I think from a practical point of view, um, it, to me personally, feels like if I wanted a, a Defender that's brand new, this is what it should be like. So if you had to take this uh, on, a, on, a, on a long road trip, all the way from Cape to Cairo and beyond, would this be the car to do it in? Definitely. You know what? And, and that's why, I, uh, um, the, the, so the particular vehicle I had had 18-inch wheels, which I think you should get, um, because I think with an off-road vehicle like this, you should go for the highest profile. So smaller rims and big profile, yeah. and it actually had off-road tires, which meant that there's a little bit of, of, of noise, small amount of noise, although the car is well insulated, from the off-road tires. But um, it was really, I took it, so I drove about 500 kilometers on it just on the highway, which yeah. it was really comfortable. Um, there's very little body roll like the old one, so it's really stable. And in a Juratec, it was just amazing. So the off-road ability of this vehicle blew me away, really, because I thought it's a Defender, and the best way is to take it off-road and see what it's like. And it was really capable. So I've sent you a video. I don't know if you guys will post the video, um, on, maybe post it on, on, on our feed. But um, it has a system called Terrain Response, which I think if you're a Land Rover fan, you'd already know about. So Terrain Response is the, the off-road system for the Defender. And then effectively, it has, um, let's, shall we call it next level. So with the ter- Terrain Response system as well, it has something called um, All-Terrain Progress Control. So effectively, you engage the electronics, you lift the air suspension. So and another thing with, with any, any off-road vehicle is clearance. So you lift it, and then you activate it, and almost you, uh, you basically activate it on the cruise control. But the system was really so easy through a cross-axle. So cross-axle is a set of holes that you drive through where the, one wheel, the front one wheel lifts in the front and the opposite wheel in the back. But it's so easy with this car that I could probably take my eight-year-old nephew, nephew put him behind the wheel, just say point the nose, and you don't have to brake or accelerate, and it just simply crawls through. So with all the off-road systems um, and if, effectively lifting the, um, the Defender quite high, it really makes off-roading quite easy because the, a lot of cars as well, and I've found that on older, and especially around about 2003, cars started having um, uh, electronic systems that started helping, some of them mechanical, but they always relied on wheel spin. And what impressed me here was how little wheel spin the car had so um, it could always break and slow down the wheels and send the torque to opposite wheels to actually get you through the obstacle so actually off-roading is very very easy than you defender so we have to go to a break when we come back i'm going to give you some of the answers that are coming up we've got lots and lots mm-hmm. of responses and you'll ask the question again and then i want to know uh, what the cost is of the uh, the defender the, the defender yeah let's go to the break all Things Automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Nico, we've got William asking you, does the um, Land Rover come in petrol? Yes, um, definitely it comes in petrol and in diesel engines. So yeah. um, if you go through the, the, the engine ranges, effectively there's a D2400, which is the, the diesel that I drove. Um, you also then get a P300. Um, so the D2400 um, is a, a two-liter diesel. You also get a petrol, which is a P300. Um, the diesel, by the way, has 177 kilowatts uh, and 500 newtons. 
Yeah. Um, the petrol has got 221 kilowatts and 400 newtons. Um, there's also a 3-litre um, um, petrol with 294 kilowatts and 550 newtons. Um, so effectively, um, and also a 3-litre diesel. Uh, but in my mind, actually, the one I would take is the one I drove, which is the two-liter diesel, because with 177 kilowatts and um, the torque, the, the torque is more than enough to get you through the obstacles. Um, yeah, it, it's maybe not um, the fastest car on the road, so it's not a, a you know a rocket ship, although more than enough power to overtake and more than enough power to 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 keep your speed. So I would actually the one I would go for is the two-liter diesel because that's the one I think. Um, uh, is the best value for money. Of course, you can go for, for bigger engines, but the price would go higher. And, and I think, again, I would simply go for the the, stand, the basic S. So you get um, S, SE, and HSE. So effectively, in each v- uh, version, um, the price will go up because the specification is higher. But the standard price for the um, Defender 110 I drove, um, the S is effectively, let's make it rounded off at 1.1 million rand. Um, it can it can go um, up to um, if you take the top of the range Defender 110 P400X, um, it can go up to one point effectively 1.6 million rands. Um, but I think if I look at the standard, uh, if I look at value for money and and what I would do with a Defender, I would actually simply take the S. Um, that would make enough sense for me. But you can, I mean, the car I had really was spec'd well. So it had adaptive cruise control and a blind spot warning system and a lane keeping assist system. So there's lots and lots and lots of options that you could stick the car with as well. So, um, you know, people that want to customize your options, there's quite a lot. Wow. It's not, um, it's definitely not an entry-level car. Let's put it that not, way. Not at all. But but really one, um, I think that excited me with looks and and. And, and driving capability blew me away. Fantastic. Okay, Nico, give us that question once again, slowly. Which car does not fit and why? Volkswagen Tiguan, Nissan Murano, Kia Sorento, Hyundai Tucson, or Subaru Outback? Okay, so I'm, I'm suggesting that people listen to that very carefully. We've had lots of responses. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'm not seeing any winners, but I'll go through some of the responses. Yes. Sapiso and Clarkstorp says the Kia Cerato is not an SUV. Temba says the VW Tiguan is the only one that's not Asian. Gugu says the VW Tiguan is the only European one. Uh, someone else says the Subaru is the only off-road and all-wheel drive. Someone else says the Hyundai is the only non-European one. Uh, the Nissan Murano doesn't fit because its production is being, has been discontinued. Um, the list goes on. The Subaru Outback, because it's not an SUV but a station wagon, that's Willile. Norma Sonto and Peter Matzberg says the Subaru Outback because it's an all-wheel drive, 2.5 engine. Temba, the VW Tiguan is the only one that's not Asian. Uh, Hunt says... Uh, the Volkswagen Tiguan because it's European and the rest come from Asia. And then Hans is very proud of the way I read the winners today. No, it's, I'm proud too. <laughs> um, and and pretty much that those are the responses so far. The Subaru Outback is a station wagon with a horizontally opposed engine. The others are SUVs with normal engines. And yes, and it goes on. Okay, so so should I give a hint? Or should we just leave it a bit more? No, we no. Which okay, so we, let's ask it again. Um, which car does not fit and why? The Volkswagen Tiguan, the Nissan Murano, the Kia Sorento, the Hyundai Tucson, and the Subaru Outback. 
Don't look too hard for a solution. Let me just yeah. say that. Don't no. look too hard for a solution. Now, I just want to say Rod has come up with an answer, and I'm not going to say what the answer is. It's not the right answer, Rod, but you're on the right track. So it's not the right answer, Rod, but you are on the right track. Nevertheless, we will say it one more time so that, you, as you say, Nico, don't don't apply your mind too much. No, the, Take the it on face actually, value. There you go. The answer is <laughs> actually right in front of you, and it's actually simple. Which car does not fit and why? Volkswagen Tiguan, Nissan Murano, Kia Sorento, Hyundai Tucson, or Subaru Outback? Okay, you're welcome to WhatsApp us or SMS us, and we will take it at that. We've also had a question about, um, can you ex- please explain how tire sizing works, such as 205-5516R? Okay, so um, tire sizing, the, the first number is normally the width of the tire. So if you look at the front of the car, that's how wide the tire is. Mm. The next one um, is the height of the, 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 the rubber itself. So... What was the, the number you gave? Let's use that as an example. 205 slash 5516R. Okay. okay, so 205 is the width. The 55 is 55% of 205, and that's the height of the tire. So the, the first number is the width. The next number is the height of the rubber in the percentage, so 55% of the width. The next one is the, the, the mag size, and I think it's 16. So in this case, it's the size of the mag or the rim, 16, 17, 18, whatever. Yeah. And uh, what was the last one? 55, 17. Um, then um, you get two other numbers that you haven't mentioned normally as well on a tire, which is, let's imagine it's 91V. Um, the 91 would be the load rating, and that's actually quite important as well. And that has to do with how much weight that tire can carry. So let's say the, 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 the number is, uh, is 500 kilograms. That times four means the total weight the car can carry is two tons. And then there's also a, a speed rating, which is quite important. So the tires have a speed rating, and which say this is the maximum speed that this tire can safely travel with. Um, oh, by the way, the R means radial, which is basically the construction of all all tires now. Um, you had cross ply tires, which were uh, old construction type. All tires now are radials. Okie dokes. Okay, so we hope uh, that clarifies it for you with regards to all of uh, those questions around tyres. Tandukutle Kumalo says, it's a no, no, no. This is just not a defender. He's talking about the Land Rover. He says, <laughs> says it's way too fancy for a defender. You, this, this, you know what, Michelle? This was the conversation. You, you, I had this conversation probably 40 times um, with everybody. If I speak to somebody, there was always this came up. Is this a defender or is it not? Um, you know, it's interesting as well. You get defender, normally when you drive a defender, and I, I remember driving a 90, the last of the 90s. Um, and uh, I don't know if you, it goes way back, we, we reviewed it. And normally with a defender, when, you, when another defender comes from the front, you wave at, the, at that driver. So that's almost like you're greeting defender drivers. That's like a standard thing. Um, and when I drove this on the road, I, I, I remember at one stage, this was last week, I, I drove next to an old defender and the guy almost ignored me, didn't want to wave at me. So you definitely are going to get haters and lovers of the car. But it is controversial in that sense that I think some of the old defender guys, they feel this is not a defender because it has too many electronics and systems. Um, some say it needs to be discovery. But in my mind, if you're going to revamp a car and you're going to make a new one, you either are all in or you're not. So in this case, I, I think the Landover decided we're going to be all in. So we have to add the electronics and all the systems go that go with it. 
because that's also the way the market is moving and people want cars that can go off-road but also has the luxury um, that goes with it. Okay, so Nico, I have to ask you this now because we're coming into the close towards the finishing yes. line and we haven't got the correct answer. We've got some close answers but not yes. the correct one. Now, the question is, do we hold through till next week or do we see as this is a jet set crew win? I think let's, well, I mean, let's, uh, let's say it as a jet set, uh, let's say it as our win because then for the last one, it can have an answer. Okay. So we'll see it as our win. Okay, so wait, so let me, I'm going to read you a couple of the others because it is quite close. Mm-hmm. Vish says the Outback is the only one named after a region. Someone else says the Murana, no name here, the Murana is not a town in the America. And Rod said that the Outback is the only English name. So that's why I started to say close, but no cigar. And I feel that at this point, you should um, give us the answer. Give us the answer, guys. You, you, you. Oh, wait. We've got wait. We've got a voice note. We've got a voice note, and we don't know who the. Okay, let's just go for the voice note. The odd one out is the VW Tiguan. All the others are places. Sheila from Grahamstown. Sheila from Grahamstown. You just got in on time. Unbelievable. Sheila from Grahamstown, Makanda, you dropped that voice note in just on time. The answer, Nico, give it to us. Exactly. I'm so glad you got it, Sheila. Is All the others are places. Murano, Sorrento, Tucson and Outback are places. Tiguan is not a place. Wow. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sheila, I'm, I'm super impressed and I'm super impressed that we actually just caught that at the end of the line. Well done. So Sheila in Makanda or in Grahamstown has won it. The Tiguan is the only one that is not named after a geographic place. Nico, next week we go into the final 52-week challenge. It's going to be a big one. You and I are going to have to negotiate how big it really should be. Okay. Yes, the, the winner will get three million points. <laughs> <laughs> points, yeah, yes, just points. points. <laughs> Nico, what a blast. Thanks for joining us. It's Thank nine you. o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.